The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, Carl Tannenbaum, Executive Vice President and Chief Economist at Northern Trust. Carl, we won't ask you about the stock market, but it's kind of the story of the day. So I want to lay out a couple of quick points here before we get to your thoughts on the economy, because in the end, that's what it's all about. So it was a day in the sun for the bulls, and that's great. Uh, but the bears may still control the game, and here's why. Inflation is still high. The Fed has a long way to go to even sniff out its target. And perhaps more importantly, the lagged effect of rate hikes means that the full effect hasn't even been close to being felt in the economy yet. We felt the effects of Fed fears and inflation that caused stocks to go down. Now you have to feel the effects of a slowing economy or even recession. We saw that with Volcker in his historic run. So this is where we bring in Carl. The big question for you, Carl, is, is the economy so strong that it's, it's just really a slowdown and nothing more than that, not a recession coming? Brian, uh, good morning. Uh, I, I think the question of whether we're uh, going to be able to achieve a soft landing is one I hear a number of times a day, and today's uh, readings uh, certainly fed into that uh, narrative. Uh, our current forecast, uh, to be honest with you, shows that, I mean, the economy is decelerating. We obviously had two negative quarters of growth, but the strength of the recent employment numbers really casts a question over whether a formal recession uh, would be declared. The fact that uh, we are still seeing that kind of strength in employment really suggests that the economy still has a lot of legs to it and that we might see uh, important improvements. Remember that the declines that we had in the first uh, two quarters of 2022 were largely due to high inflation. Uh, we're starting to see that come off the boil and if nominal activity holds up as I expect that it will, uh, we should start seeing some better growth numbers. I would also say that one perspective that hasn't been talked about enough is that financial conditions, which is what the Fed is trying to tighten in order to have the requisite impact on the economy are still on the easy side of neutral, especially after today's uh, price action, both the stock and the bond market. So I certainly respect the quotes that we got from both uh, Neil Kashkari and, and Charlie Evans today. And I would agree that the Fed is probably not going to be overly uh, sanguine after uh, today's inflation numbers. Uh, Carl, yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, we, they started hiking in March. It takes time before we get the feed through. So this may have little to do with the, the uh, small rate hikes that we saw. Uh, so, you know, it's a necessary print, I guess, for the Fed. It's probably not their doing, but it's insufficient. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, and I hate to be a skunk at the picnic because the, the markets were certainly happy to see some moderation in inflation. But when you look at the core reading, which was off only slightly, and the main contributors to it, which are shelter costs and some service prices, you can see that that is going to be a lot harder uh, to get to move downward than energy prices uh, will be, yeah. Rich. The, um, the ability of the Fed to modulate that, I think, is going to be predicated on rates yeah. that are a lot higher than they are today. Carl, I mean, overall, you know, you've been uh, following markets, been a market participant for years. Have you ever 
known anything like the, I'm going to use the word predicament that the Federal Reserve finds itself in? Well, not for more than 40 years. And I don't think it's fair, given the texture of our economy today, Rish, to uh, draw too close of a comparison to the situation that we had in the early 1980s. Wrote a piece recently, certainly the Volcker Fed gets a lot of credit, but there were also some broader themes that were evolving that helped us with inflation back then. We were a younger country, we were highly productive. Globalization and trade was just expanding. Some of those factors, honestly, are moving in the other direction at this juncture. And so the Federal Reserve, as it sets monetary policy, is maybe swimming upstream against some of those uh, those trends and trying to get inflation under control. Uh, now, Carl, I want to just, can I just jump in, Brian? Uh, just, yeah. you, know, you mentioned inflation. I mean, is the nature of inflation, the structure of inflation also changing that it would be elevated for longer given greenflation? On top of that, we've got uh, perhaps deglobalization taking place uh, to some extent and uh, demographic changes as well. Yeah, those are, are long-running trends that are, again, working uh, against us this time around. Certainly, the nature of inflation uh, is is quite a bit different than it was 45 years ago, uh, given the uh, basket uh, weights, the things that are in there, and, and where those things are provided. I am a little bit more sanguine than I, I perhaps am letting on, uh, Rish. I'm seeing supply chains are healing. I'm certainly anticipating that food and energy prices are going to be well off the boil a year from now. It's the hardened core of shelter, medical services and other service prices that are sensitive to wages that I'm still a little worried about. I know it might be a little quick to jump to China, but we we saw inflation tick up there. We didn't think it was enough to really uh, deter the PBOC, but then the PBOC felt compelled to come out and tell us that well, we were wrong. That uh, they they will they will definitely um, move now to to curb inflation threats. Uh, however, they still want to provide stimulus. Um, your thoughts about where we're moving with China and its effect on the global economy? Brian, the box that the PBOC finds itself in is a heck of a lot smaller than the one the Fed finds itself in. For the longest time, producer prices in China were skyrocketing and consumer prices were relatively modest. I think there may be some measurement issues there, but the two seem to be starting to converge. At the same time, China is dealing with low levels of consumer confidence, rolling lockdowns related to COVID, uh, lingering problems with uh, receipt of uh, raw materials for manufacturing, a property market that is, is clearly in deep trouble with, uh, with mortgage protests going on around the country. It is a real moment of trial for China as it tries to sustain what has been a 30-year uh, period of uninterrupted growth. Yeah, I mean, nothing grows in a straight line. Property market is in distress. Certainly, that's the case. And there's essentially a strike, probably. We know about the mortgage boycott, but there's probably a strike on buying property there at the moment, given the uncertainty. How does that feed into the banking system? Well, there's a lot of credit struck against a lot of condos, Rish. And in addition, this does have Ponzi-like characteristics to it in that uh, developers were taking deposits from prospective homeowners and using those to finance additional developments, many of which may never be completed now. So how the Chinese authorities can work out from under that without creating uh, extraordinary financial distress or going much more deeply into debt than they already are is certainly going to be a, a significant challenge. Okay, so let me bring it back to uh, the basic story. Uh, we had the inflation print. People are wondering, well, you know, what's going on with the economy? I just want to raise this. A good example is Disney. It lives in this environment, and it seems to be doing okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I haven't followed them specifically. Certainly everywhere that I've traveled, uh, people are out and about enjoying uh, this first summer that is relatively free of, of deep pandemic concerns. The question, uh, Brian, is how long that can be sustained. It's certainly yeah. the evidence is that low-income households are burning through their savings. So where's the demand going to come from yeah. going forward? Carl, thank you. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Carl Tannenbaum, Executive Vice President and Chief Economist at Northern <laughs> Trust. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.